Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome everybody to another exciting and thrilling episode of Mobile Armor Radio. Uh, what episode are we on? 28. 28. Wow. Season 3, episode 4. <laughs> Season 3, episode 4. You can get the box set now available. And, uh, and so welcome, welcome to another, another great episode here. And I think with that, we're gonna go right into the jump ship and talk over we're gonna. Brian, you didn't even introduce us. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was waiting. I'm Rob. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Brian. And I'm Chopper. Now we can go to the staying up too late. Yeah. Now we can get out of here. Jeez. Dropship landing. So after that rough introduction, <laughs> welcome to the jump ship where we talk about what we're no dropship. Dropship. Brian, it has been a long time for you, hasn't it? Oh my god. It has. Like, I, like, I think we went out of order near the beginning of COVID. I don't know. I no. don't know if I've, I've started an episode in quite some time. You did. Yeah, we looked it up. You did. The last one you was... Uh, the I problem is we had some interviews in between then, then that you weren't able to make. Uh, yeah, and you missed... Oh, you might... Maybe it was the one you missed. You did miss one. Maybe that screwed up everything. That might have been it. Oh, yeah, you did miss one for your wedding. Yeah, so maybe that was the one you were supposed to do, and then we just skipped you. Probably. That, that could be it. That could be the reason, yep. So, to start the dropship section again... <laughs> oh, this is all staying in. This is yeah, all staying in. <laughs> all right, we'll circle back. So, dropship, what have we all been working on? Let's start with Pat. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think the answer uh, would have been honestly, the same. <laughs> yeah, honestly, not too much, uh, mainly because, uh, like I said, I still try to acclimate to my new uh, lifestyle of being up in the daytime and not sleeping in the daytime. So uh, I'm still trying to, trying to get into a groove where, you know, as you know, when we hobby, we hobby kind of in the later evenings. Mm-hmm. And now that I have to get up early in the morning, I don't stay up that late anymore. So I don't hobby that much. So I need to get into the rhythm of hobbying earlier in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did start organize, reorganizing my uh, game room. And I just realized how many models of mechs and Robotech <laughs> and everything I got. So you got more here? Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I need to start trying to put a dent in that, and I need to find a way to not be so anal with my painting. Yeah, you got to batch paint some. Yeah, I don't know. It's just hard. I know. I know. I've. It's never. It's never simple for me. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you mean. It's like there, there are definitely like some projects where it's like I don't want to start this because like I don't feel my technique is there yet, or I don't have the time to yeah. commit to it. That's pretty much it. So, but I am going to resolve myself to 
start up again. Now that I'm actually cleaning and reorganizing. Uh, plus, you know, winter's coming, and we always do more in the winter than we do in the summer anyways. True. I found we always uh, say that, and then actually don't do that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I will also put the blame on Civ 6. I blame you. Wait, what? <laughs> well, you're the one who made us play Sims, Civ 6. So. I didn't make you play Civ 6. I just asked if you'd like to play Civ 6. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think you, you you bought it for me and made me play it, actually. I think that's how it went. Oh, I may have bought it for you, but I don't think I made you play it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's pretty much all I got for for this. Uh, but I got other stuff. You know, I've been doing other mech stuff that's not model-related or hobby-related, so. Okay. How about you, Rob? I've, yeah, I've not been doing much. I really haven't done any hobby. I've been 3D printing a bunch of mechs, but that's about it. I haven't even painted anything. I can't remember the last thing I painted. It's been a long time. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood. I think it is summer. Summer, when it's hot, you don't want to do much. I did reorganize all my mechs and put them on a shelf, the ones that I actually have painted, and it's it's crazy. I need more shelving. Because uh, between the ones I 3D printed and then the, uh, this is all Battletech stuff, and then the uh, Kickstarter coming soon, I think it's already shipping to some people, so it's oh, going to be crazy amounts of mechs. So. Yeah, I need must just... Get a smaller bed for shell space. Yeah, yeah. Or bunk beds. That's the that's way to go. Oh, yeah. Go. Put your bed up on some stilts and then put shells underneath it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what my next plan is. <laughs> the, old co- the old college dorm room setup. <laughs> yep, exactly how I was in my university. Yeah, so not much for me either. How about you, Brian? You've done anything? Uh, this might be a shock to no one that uh, I haven't done much. <laughs> <laughs> The, the the most the most I did um you know a- after the Escaflowne kit was uh some of my and I might have even mentioned this last time is like I had uh, a couple of striders uh for Dead Zone that I kept in a carrying case that uh, traveled with me any time I was looking to play that game and uh, made for some some fragile joints and so. Yeah. Uh, Two of them were were in the repair shop. Well, I got that part done. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Have you picked up a? Uh, uh, oh. Did you ever build that Asterian kit? I was just going to ask the exact same thing. Have you built the Spectre yet? I I did not uh, have a chance to order one yet. But I, uh, our buddy Rick, uh, I got to see his the other day, and it is it is a sweet kit. Quite large. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a tall one. I plan to but pick it, mine up at Gen Con. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful little kit. Mm-hmm. I've been working up to, uh, to, to kind of planning out the next, uh, you know, arm, like, force in Dead Zone. Uh, and so I'm between, uh, Forge Fathers and Enforcers, but, um, I don't know how I'm feeling on on mechs for them yet, uh, just because I've got a bunch, uh, got ideas for for Dead Zone Striders though. You know, some I'm more curious. themed ones. I wonder. I wonder if the the size of the mm-hmm. Spectre is the same size as the Monster Apocalypse guys. That'd be a good question. I'm not That's sure. Pretty yeah. close. 
Because you can use that Spectre for that one, uh, like, Ultraman faction. And... Yeah, it kind of looks like it. I think he's bigger, but I'm not sure. I don't, I've never had one I, in hand, but just the idea of it looks neither bigger. Neither would I. I think, I think he is bigger. I'm trying to think. I don't have any Monster Apocalypse. My, I don't know where my guys are. They're somewhere. Because I they're know actually, it's like... They're, they're still in your bag from when you flew back. Probably. They're, uh, they're somewhere. But uh, I have a Stage 1A from Dead Zone. And I know this dry, the uh, Spectre is quite a bit taller than him, and I'm thinking yeah. he's about the same, maybe a little bit smaller than the Monster Apocalypse, but not by much. So now, when you say taller, is Way that taller. including the base, or is that him just standing? Yeah, that base is gives him a good chunk of height too. I'm not sure. Is he is it one foot down? I don't know what it looks like anymore. I know the base because he's standing on a wing of a uh, of a downed. Uh, what is it? The, the Enforcer yeah, plane. Yeah, and no, I think it's the other one, the Enforcer one. Oh. The Arbiter? Uh, yeah, whatever it's called, you yeah. know? Arbiter. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's quite big. Mm. But, yeah. yeah. For, for me, a lot of the, the hobby is probably mostly going to be in the, the dead zone, uh, area. A lot of my model kits for like Gundams and stuff are, are still packed away um, and probably won't make it out in the foreseeable future. The Escaflone kit kind of <laughs> arrived after that fact. So, okay, <laughs> this one this one gets to get put together. <laughs> nice. But, uh, but, yeah, so that's that's what um, that's what I've been working on, which isn't much now that I'm, I'm teaching again. So uh, I've got to had to clear up my... Uh, my hobby desk, if you will. Yeah. Real life gets in the way sometimes. It sucks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it gives us the opportunity to work on these kind of things, so that helps. At least we can think about doing stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that, uh, I think we'll move right on into Comstar then and start talking about other things that are going on in Mecca. Message from Comstar. All right, welcome to Comstar. So this is the section of the show where we talk about all sorts of other things that are not necessarily putting model kits together, but other mecha things that we are are currently into. So I'm going to start with Rob this time. Uh, Yeah, I've done a few things, I guess, mostly watching and reading. But uh, obviously, if you listen to our last uh, special podcast with Brian Young, I did read Honor's Gauntlet. It's... uh, it's the furthest I've read in the Battletech universe. Well, it's pretty far up. It's uh, post-Dark Age, beginning of the post-Dark Age. Right now, in my regular reading, because I'm reading all through them in uh, chronological order, in universe chronological order, I'm only in uh, 3058, I think, just when the uh, the Inner Sphere is about to strike back. So that's that's jumping 100 years in the future. Really uh, was a shock to the system, but not much has changed, really. That's a beautiful thing about Battletech. The more things change, the more they stay the same. It's pretty much <laughs> everybody's at war. <laughs> uh, I also watched all of Apple Seeds. I went back and watched every single Apple Seed episode and movie. Ah. And I'd seen a lot of them before, but I I uh, refreshed myself, and that's fun. I do like mm-hmm. Apple Seed. They're 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 mecha. They're they're just on the edge of powered armor. They're they're yeah. a little bit bigger. But, the uh, landmates are a really cool design. 
Yeah, the little arms in the front. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but really fun. I, I, those movies are great. And there, there's barely any, like, between all the different movies and the different shows, there's barely any continuity. It's, like, kind of right. similar. Like, they have the similar background, but it's it doesn't fit together very well. It's kind of funny that they did that. Same guy who did uh, Ghost in the Shell, actually, made Appleseed, so it all makes sense that... Uh, he cut it. This right. Ghost in the Shell is very similar to that too, where it, it if you think about too hard, it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that they have the, like split universes between the different animated uh, things. Yeah, yeah, different uh, properties or whatever. I mm-hmm. still think that uh, Appleseed is a uh, prequel to, or no, a sequel. I can't remember which way it was. Which one was earlier to uh, Ghost of the Shell? Same universe, just uh, different parts of the timeline I, I and different parts of the world. Because Ghost, Ghost in the Shell is like what in the twenty forties? Yeah, so so it'd be yes. earlier. Yeah, so it's Appleseed would be after that, I would think. <laughs> I think so. Post war, who knows? <laughs> but uh, very similar aesthetic. I, if any, nobody's seen Appleseed, which probably most people have, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, computer generated movie is probably the weakest one, but the other the movie before that was really good. And I finally got High Dive, the streaming service for anime, and I've been watching Armored Trooper Votoms, which is on there. I've only oh nice oh really how is it? I'm only about five episodes in, I guess. It's it's like early, like I can't remember Votoms was like eighty three or something like that, but it's it's really cool. It's got a really in depth story. It. it the animation is early, like it's if you're used to current animation. But if you're used to things like Macross or BattleTech, or I mean not BattleTech, Robotech, that that kind of style, it's it's much more of that feeling. But it's it's fun. It's uh, the scope dogs are cool, and uh, they're not much bigger than they're about the same size as the uh, Appleseed ones too. They're not much bigger than a uh, powered armor yeah. guy sitting inside. It's about Strider side at size from Dead Zone, about the same. Mm-hmm. But really fun. It's it's an interesting story so far, and uh, it's not the what I thought it was. That's for sure. So far, like I'm like I said, I'm really early on in the original series. So there's tons of OAVs and things afterwards. So I oh, guess gotcha. it gets it goes farther. I think I don't even know when the newest one was. So it was like 2007 or something like that. Even later, maybe. So they've gone on oh, for okay. many years. It's just it's one of those uh, series that just. Quietly in the background, where, where like Macross and uh, Gundam have been loud and out in your face, mm-hmm. uh, Votoms yeah. have just been sitting there in the background, just making episodes. So <laughs> I'm excited to be on that trip because I think they're all every episode's on High Dive. So High Dive is uh, janky, and it, it but it works. Like at least I, it's a way to watch them. The the actual interface is terrible. Like <laughs> it's 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 no Netflix. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it works. As long as you can stream them, that's all that matters. And that's yeah. it for me. That's all I've been doing, pretty much. I haven't uh, done anything else. Yeah. That's okay. How about you, Ken? <laughs> uh, me? Uh, let's see. So I finished, which I started a long time ago, but I finally finished uh, up Mobile Suit and Zeta Gundam again. Oh, nice. I've been watching that in the background slowly as I do things, uh, especially when I'm working downstairs in the basement. Uh so on to the next one. I forget what comes after that in chronological order. Uh, technically, double Zeta. Double Zeta. I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, Judo, the junkyard game. Yeah, that's not the good one. Uh, since we had a little talk with uh, Brian Young, I started reading his book. I'm only in the chapter one, uh, but so far enjoying it. 
But again, like uh, Rob, it's also it's been a long time since I read a BattleTech book. <laughs> so I had to kind of refresh myself a little bit. Well, this especially is yeah. after, especially after the clans and all that stuff in the Dark Age. I didn't, I didn't yeah. mess around with anything in Dark Age at all. You pretty much just have to know that the clans are still around, but they're changed slightly, and they're still trying yeah. to get to Earth. <laughs> um. Uh, but one of the more bigger projects I've been working on is reading the Robotech uh, role-playing book. Oh, okay. The new one? Uh, yeah, the new one that uh, we talked with Brian Young about and stuff from, uh, was it Strange Strange Games? Uh, what is that? I always forget the name of that. Strange something. Strange, strange. Games. Yeah. I can't remember. Uh, but I'm actually digging it. I like the, the format and everything. Uh Again, so uh, right now I'm just kind of getting down, looking and checking out all the the fine-tuned stuff, the more basic core games, the rules, and the skills tests and all that. And Strange machine the, games. Strange machine games. Uh, so uh, once I finish that up, uh, maybe we can all try and play a game of Robotech. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, I also was, so while I was cleaning out or messing around my basement, I found a little box called Battletech Battle Force, which I started reading the rulebook for that also. Yeah, the small, <laughs> uh, small forces. Yeah. The, the kind of more, what do you want to call it? Lance oriented instead of mech oriented. Yeah, large scale, large scale battles. Yeah. yeah. Smaller yeah. scale too. The actual miniatures for Battle Force are small. Yes, uh, I think in the box it's just chips, though. Yeah, yeah. but you actually buy the miniatures. You always see them because you have to be careful when you're buying Battletech miniatures because they're like, wow, that's a really good price. And it, they're actually because they're only like really small. I don't, I don't even know what to scale <laughs> they're, 1,500 or something. So they're like half yeah. the size of a normal mech. So I've been reading that in case, uh, in case I might be able to meet with someone to play a game of Battletech Battle Force. I'd like to try that again. Uh, I haven't played that game since the eighties. <laughs> so, uh, did I watch any TV? I don't think I watched any TV other than Zeta. You finally you finished uh, Transformers. I did. I don't think you very, did. Very you finish it last time? I can't remember. Yeah, I think did I did. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, so. I, I know like, I'm still the odd one out that I haven't watched it yet. Oh uh, yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't binge watch it all the way through. I just binge watched it. Uh, uh, like two at a time over a period of a couple of days. So, gotcha. Uh, but it was good. I enjoyed it. So, if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Especially if you're a big Transformers fan. Yeah. Uh, G1 for sure. Yeah. I have, that's it. I don't think I really, like I said, I don't think I watched anything, but I did a lot of reading and some, uh, checking out some new different mech games to play around with. So, nice. Yeah. Right. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Well, I admittedly haven't done terribly much, but uh, like I hinted at uh, in the last episode, I kind of had the hankering to, to play Metal Gear Solid Five again, mm-hmm. and so that's what the big emphasis on my free time has been uh, devoted into. I, I restarted that game um, from from the very beginning, and uh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> And it's it's been really fun to to go back and play, um, the like the the mechs in it, it it is it takes place in this kind of 
uh, hyper technological eighties, but still very much the eighties. Because <laughs> um, like, like the the music is all all from the the era. That's funny. A lot of a lot of Bowie and uh, yeah. the Final Countdown and all all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> and um, but it, it's all about like mercenary groups in uh, the middle in Afghanistan and Africa. And, uh, you know, obviously it's about metal gears. And so there's these like little walkers that people have. Um, and I don't mean like the kind that elderly folks <laughs> use. Like, <laughs> I would, I would assume not. <laughs> it's kind of like ride back things for anyone that's seen that show. Or the, uh, just, obsolete ones. Ride back is a good show. Uh, and more people should watch it. It's about like mech scooters <laughs> that like, um, our main character like dances with, like 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 uses the mech to dance. And Why wouldn't cool. you? Because <laughs> <laughs> they make excellent dance partners. It, it's it's in a weird way kind of reminiscent of IGPX, but less about you know pro racing and more about I don't remember da- what happens in Ride Back. <laughs> Dancing mechs. Dancing mechs. Um. I do have a question yeah. about Metal Gear, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't played any Metal Gear since the first one. Could you catch me up on the story? <laughs> <laughs> it was the distant future, 2005. <laughs> uh, there's there's a whole uh, whole song about that, actually, <laughs> by um, by the, the Star Bomb guys. Uh, uh, for anyone that remembers Metal Gear Awesome um, in the early days of Flash, uh, <laughs> That guy, Ego Raptor, went on to make a, a song about the, the, uh, it's like a, a talk show about games with simple plots. And then, like, like Cloud Stripe shows up to talk about Final Fantasy VII. And in the <laughs> sequel, uh, and Snake shows up to talk about Metal Gear Salad. And, uh, but no, it's, it's a, it's a really fun time. Uh, there is, like, now that I, I had watched a video that had kind of really talked about the themes and, and uh, how a lot of stuff was kind of worked in to the, the design of things. Um, there's a whole components of like how like mirrors and reflections are emphasized and used a lot. And uh, to, to kind of convey the, the story that's unfolding, which I won't spoil here, but um I, I will say there's there uh not only are these like little mechs that people kinda ride in, uh that you can deck out with machine guns and flamethrowers and rockets and stuff, but then you've got like these these giant um like one of the, the big metal gears of it is one this this one called like Sahelanthropus, which is a big word that just talks about how the mech can actually stand on two legs. <laughs> and that it stands upright. And again, it's in it's the eighties. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's 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 a great it's a great game. It's an it's a very different entry in the Metal Gear series in that it's uh it's like really brutally like violent <laughs> at times and then it'll be very like high school where You've got all these these guys that you bring to your base, and they'll talk about, oh man, we we 
you know, just rescued this dog. I want to touch its little, little bee. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, but it, it, you know, the Metal Gear franchise is always, um, I think a, a big part of it is that it, it creates this world that's very larger than life. And, uh, and it, it's very right at home in that universe. Um, so. Uh, definitely check it out if you're a fan of the franchise and haven't, for whatever reason, looked into it yet. I think the game is five or six years old. I think it was like 2014. It's mm. been a while. But uh, it's still really good. Like, it still looks really good. Uh, it still plays really well. And, what are you playing it on? Uh, the PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. Makes and, sense. Yeah. It's... The saddest part is that Kiefer Sutherland took over the role of the main character as a voice <laughs> actor <laughs> rather than David Hayter, who's played the character since the PlayStation 1 era. Um, is it uh, is it Lost Boys Kiefer Sutherland? Yes, it is. It makes sense. Is They're going for the 80s feel. Might as well get uh, Kiefer. <laughs> I think they were going more Jack Bauer, honestly. Yeah, that was probably right at the time. It, it was pretty big at the time, I bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's it's been really fun to revisit. It's one of those games where uh, if you do want to start over from the beginning, you have to delete your previous save file. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> I, I had that moment because I, I I definitely played the heck out of the game early on. Um, and it had gotten a lot of stuff. And I'm just like, oh, I gotta erase all that. That's fun. <laughs> Remind me one day to talk about another show or a video game series that's, uh, mecha related, um, called Near Automata. Automata. <laughs> Automata. Uh, it's a fun time. Nice. But uh, yeah, that that kind of sums up the the focus for me. I haven't really had time to to watch a show or, or even many movies, though I've got a, a handful that uh, are queued up and need to get consumed, if you will. Cool. So, yeah. So I think with that, we will move on to the Mech Bay Hanner and the main topic for the week month. And hopefully, we have more to talk about. <laughs> Now entering the Mech Bay Hanger. Alright, so welcome to the Mech Bay Hanger. And our main topic for the month uh, was rather than focusing on, on our big stompy robots, uh, you know, it, it's always kind of neat to see uh, the the crafts and vehicles and, and other kinds of um, support vehicles that are there to, to assist these these giant stomping behemoths. Uh, and so wanted to kind of open up to some of our favorite uh, support craft and whether that be, you know, it could, could be something as combative as a tank or something that just loads ammo. Like it's, uh, you know, really runs the gambit. And so uh, I think for this one, if I may, just to kind of start things off. Sure. Uh, I, the the one that I had in mind when I when I came up with this topic has to be uh, the hover tank from Metal or from Metal from Mobile Suit Gundam. <laughs> Man, I got Metal Gear on the brain, I guess. 
Um, <laughs> the the hover tank, which we we get to see uh, in in a lot of great detail and action in the O Eight MS Team uh, uh, yes. anime series. Um, it's it's a, a a small little craft when when compared to the Gundams that it, it runs with. It's got a little uh, Gatling gun to to do some fire support. But like the big thing with it is this like sonar based radar system, which is really fascinating. Um, especially when in like within that universe, a big part of things like was, um, the Minoski particles and how yeah. it disrupts radar and, and long range, um, target locking and things like that. So what they, they implement is basically these spikes are driven into the ground and based on, you know, the, the, uh, vibrations in the earth, uh, these, these, you know, techs, the, in, in our, in Oath's team's case, uh, it was, you know, a, uh, a wannabe singer and songwriter, uh, musician <laughs> there, uh, you know, listens in and can tell where, um, you know, the enemies are based on the, the vibrations in the ground. And, and like, it's, it's really demonstrated to great effect in, uh, probably the best episode in that franchise, which is the, the Shuttering Mountain Part One, where the, the team face off against, uh, the ace pilot in the goof custom. And, uh, you know, they, our, our main, hero if you will the the series even goes we can't trust our eyes out here we need you to to listen and tell us where this guy is <laughs> and to do support fire and, and counter fire from there so it really kind of emphasized the the value of that support craft even even though it, it couldn't directly necessarily have a, a combat um you know it didn't have a lot of big guns on it uh but definitely carried its weight yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I think I'm going to throw it over to Pat then for the next one. Uh, so I'm going to follow you in suit. And uh, one of the things I liked was the VHT-1 Veritech hover tank. <laughs> Those uh, are all tanks. <laughs> from uh, Robotech Masters, you know, or, or the Macross saga. saga. Uh, I, I liked it because it wasn't a huge, giant... Uh, plane or whatever. Uh, and it was kind of like the main thing they used during the, the war on Earth before the SDF-3 took off. If you follow the macro saga a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only downside I don't like about it is that the pilot is exposed in both modes. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the, that's the, that's what I call the, the chink in the armor, but it's a cool looking little ship. I like the way it moves. I like the way it runs around. Uh, yeah. You know, it just fits into uh, what I'd like to consider as a, a little support tank in there because it's not as powerful as uh, Veritech. I don't even think it even has a particle cannon on it. Well, it's got, it's got the big gun, right? But Yeah, I think it has I a don't beam know it pod. Is. Like, it yeah. has like a beam pod like, like the Zentradi had, but not... Uh, but not like the part of the cam, like the Vertex head with the, the, the rifle. Yeah. So, uh, what about you, Rob? Uh, my first one is going to be uh, just a general concept. I don't really have one particular example, but I love it when uh, 
a mech is brought in via either a helicopter or a VTOL, but hanging below it by cables. And you, you see the mechs just hanging there and then they drop them. I think, uh, there's a scene in, uh, Pat Labor that does that. And I'm pretty sure, well, I know in Battletech you can do that, but just Pacific the idea. Room. What's that? Oh, Pacific Rim. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Just the idea of seeing the mechs hanging below these ships that don't look like they'd be strong enough to hold them up. Like it's just such a cool visual. So that was my first one. It's just a general concept of, uh, the, the mech transport, VTOL mech transports. And, uh, yeah, yeah, Pacific Rim is probably the most biggest one you can think of. I think that was near the end of the movie, right? When they drop him in the water? Yeah. The yeah. First movie? When they yeah. have to fly him out. Yeah. When Gypsy Danger makes its big thing. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yes, so that's that. I just like the, the visuals of mechs hanging on cables below flying vehicles. <laughs> that's that's my first my first is just a general concept. The rest are actual things. That's That was just the first one that came to mind. Nice, nice. Uh, the um, the next one for for me is actually still within Gundam, because uh, they you know it, it's a great series where they you just have such a variety of of uh, mechs and I gotta say the the ball is <laughs> kind of a favorite of mine where it's it's you know this little like space pod that has arms and then. Uh, you know, it, it very much is this, um, you know, utility. It's this tool that's used in space. And then it was like, well, hey, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna follow patent rules. We're just gonna throw a gun on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll Either a big cannon or a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, uh, once again, in, in Ace Team, you really kind of get to see, uh, yeah, at the beginning, that, right? That yeah. craft shine at the beginning. Yeah. Where, where Plucky Hero you know, everyone is looking at him and is like, is he insane? <laughs> <laughs> he's taking a ball he's, going. He's, he's going to take a ball and go fight a Zaku. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but no, it, it, I mean, it's, it's also like played for comedic effect and, and other, uh, entries in the series where I think there's even a Zaku that like punts one across <laughs> the room. And, and in the video games, it'll be like, Oh, here's the big swarm of balls. <laughs> and it's just like, um, it's just kind of uh, a fun thing, but I, I do uh, do enjoy like when when it's more of a, an adapted uh, vehicle, if you will. That that's uh, originally had had a very like utilitarian purpose, where it's like it did this one job, but you know it can also do this other job now. Yeah, it's totally the vehicle from two thousand one, right near the end, you know the end where he gets. I don't know if anybody's seen the movie two thousand one, but. He, uh, Dave, Space I think it's Dave. Thompson? Yes. Where he's yeah, in Dave it. At, yeah. It's, that's exactly what it looks like. And I think that's mm-hmm. where the idea for them came from. Like you say, they just threw a giant gun on top, but it's, it's obviously made for repairs. It's got multiple arms and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's kind of the closest thing to like a craft where you could actually see. Cause I mean, we have submarines that match this design yeah. already. Like, yeah, for sure. We just need to make them space worthy next. And even the, uh, like the arm on the, uh, on the space shuttle is very similar to the arms on the, uh, mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. on the ball. It wouldn't be much different, yeah. Right now they just put a guy in a suit and throw him out there. They don't bother putting him in a pressurized vehicle. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I guess in harsher environments. Yeah, if you're in an environment where there's more radiation or something where a suit wouldn't be able to protect you, you'd, you'd need something yeah. like that. 
But balls are classic. I have actually uh, two small ones, like the 144 scale, and I have one, uh, uh, what's MG scale. So I have, I have three balls to my name. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> you do. It's too easy. Too easy. Well, for that, Pat gets to go next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm gonna bring it to. Uh, I'm gonna bring it back to BattleTech. Don't steal mine. Uh, <laughs> I have a bunch because a lot of my support stuff comes from games at this point. Uh, I'm gonna go with the LRM carrier because there's nothing you like bastard. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like just launching missiles from behind something yep. from the safety of forest while your mechs. Uh, Follow up. The big LRM twenty. Yeah, those things are great. Uh, especially even in the Odds. the harebrained schemes game, the BattleTech video game. Those things are a pain in the ass because they'll just start nailing you from a distance. You're like, God, I can't. Oh, even, yeah. I have to go I, all the way over there. <laughs> they crumble like a like a. Oh yeah. You know, like you, a once you get to them, they're them. done. Yeah. But they can but, do quite a bit uh, of damage by the time you get to them. But for fire support, there's nothing better. Yeah. Yeah, nice. the SRM launcher is a, a close second, but it does a little bit more damage. But the LRM, just for the distance, yeah. Yeah, the SRMs, I mean, they're great, like you said, but they they get too close. So you know, yeah. a good medium laser hit, take them out. Yeah, it's or, a, an AC, or an AC ten, or a giant foot. Yeah. So so my next is the the standard long range missile carrier. Classic. Very. Uh, let's see, what should What's I do next? One, uh, I'm gonna go for, uh, uh, from Maspita, or from the, what do they, I never remember what they call the new generation, what do they call the last ones of Robotech? I'm I gonna choose Jim or Lunk's Jeep. It's, it's a Jeep, they call it Jeep, but it's not really a Jeep, it's more like a truck. And that thing is hilarious in that show because, he beats the hell out of that truck. One time it gets like crushed by a building and they just dig it out and it's still fine. <laughs> like the thing's like a tank. <laughs> but it's, he's, he's open, open, co- open cockpit. They carry all their supplies in it, so they need it. But he runs into combat with it all the time and he drives into people's legs or crashes into the innovator. It's pretty crazy. But that, that thing was bulletproof, that Jeep. And, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shout out right here. It's it's the the classic Maspita Jeep. <laughs> Very nice. Yes, and I think they should make that vehicle because it's pretty cool looking. What about you, Brian? What's next? Uh, still in in the Gundam universe, but but jumping over to the Iron Blooded Orphans one uh, is the Tekadon Mobile Worker. Uh, so this is one of the first mechs we actually see in that in that series. They're the ones that are. Basically, like little roving tanks uh, that they deck out with some some big heavy artillery guns, um, <laughs> and uh, this is another one where it, it just kind of you know in very much is like a it, at the beginning of the show it, it's kind of like the main weapon that they get to use, but later get, kind of takes more of that supporting role, and you just kind of get to see the uh, you know the with the right pilot and, and combination. Of, uh, of folks working it that, uh, you know, you can really make this, uh, this otherwise kind of worker unit 
into a, a very versatile and, and destructive force when uh, facing your enemies. And you'll get underestimated very often um, because it's like, oh, you're just coming out at us with those. But they really, uh, within the show, the, the heroes uh, definitely show the, the versatility of, of that craft. So they, they wheel around and, and cause a stir, and then they shoot you with the big guns. <laughs> As all tanks should. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a little two person craft. Like it's not a very big thing. Um, like it's very reminiscent of like a modern day tank, um, where where you have a relatively small crew. In this case, you had like one person that was the spotter and the other person that was the driver and gunner. So it's it's cool. I like those those small like team units as well. Mm-hmm. All right, Rob, I'm gonna give you another chance. <laughs> oh, you're skipping Pat. I like it. Uh, that's good because this this is a this is a BattleTech one. I was hoping Pat wouldn't steal this one, but it's going to be the uh, Shrek <laughs> the Shrek PPC tank. Because uh, what's better than having one gun on your tank is having three guns on your tank, three PPCs on a on a turret on these things. Once again, which one is it? It's the Shrek, the one of the three PPC barrels on the top. Shrek and. Uh, yeah, there's nothing worse than having three PPC hits from a, a stupid tank. And their their tanks are pretty tough too. It's like, you know, they don't die that quickly, so this they can they can give you some good damage and it's in uh, you can't ignore it like in the game or in the video game because it will just keep flicking you away. So you have to go waste time to go kill the stupid tank. And uh I I Appreciate how annoying these things are um, as an enemy force, so that's why it gets a place on this list. <laughs> and it also it, it's like a tank version of the monster from uh, from uh, from BattleTech or Robotech. I mean, so yeah, I, I think it's pretty cute. Okay, Pat, what what do you got? Uh, so I'm using my um. Uh, the one cool thing I ever thought about from uh, the Kerensky clan was the... You refused to just... that you They just grouped all as one giant clan for you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Wetzlapochi. Wetzlapochi assault tank. It's a nice... It's a fire support tank. Came in 3060. But it's armed with uh, an Ultra AC-5. Two medium pulse lasers, one ER small lasers, and two arrow four artillery. It's good to have artillery. Yeah. So it's a nice long distance fire support, and you got the ultra AC for when you get up a little closer. Hmm. Um, it's one of the few things that I like that kicked the crap out of me, and then I was like, okay, I can respect that. <laughs> I can respect <laughs> that piece of. <laughs> piece of equipment right there mm-hmm. so, the, <laughs> so the the next one on on my list is uh, similar to the jeep mentioned earlier uh by rob uh is is the the command truck from pat labor oh you stole it from me <laughs> uh, I, was, I, I knew you were probably gonna bring it up <laughs> it was my next one too yeah yeah it's a it's a you know it's Really, it's just kind of a little jeep in the grand scheme of things, but the the way they make oh, yeah. use of it. In the... 
Oh, you're talking about the actual command vehicle. Okay, you're all right. I still got mine on the list. Then. <laughs> oh, okay, I think I know when you're talking. About. Yeah, this, this one is really essentially just a little jeep, but you know they they uh, throughout the show you see them you know loading ammo into it and like into <laughs> the. Uh, I, I think they're in one of the movies. They even load the the revolver that uh, the laborers use into the back of the truck, and uh, <laughs> and it, it's. It's a fun little craft. Like it, its main purpose is to again kind of be a spotting vehicle, but also, um, you know, to kind of do more of that the police, the policing part of that job, uh, where you know the the megaphones attached in there. And, uh, I'm just realizing, like so, more often than not, it always seems like he's using the megaphone to talk to. Yeah, uh, the pilots. they don't use radios. Yeah, <laughs> they don't use their own radios. <laughs> they just yell at them. But. uh to, to comedic effect, like it's it's definitely played uh, for fun and, and well. And I love how uh, the captain is always like leaning against his uh, vehicle, and he's just watching yeah. the battle. He's just like smoking. He's, he just smoking. does <laughs> completely like bored out of his mind. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, uh, I'm actually gonna throw it back to Pat. No, no. Uh, so continue with BattleTech. I might as well just finish off all. 100 Battletech support vehicles I have <laughs> uh, is another long-range fire support. It's the the Ballista. The Ballista is categorized as a sniper artillery tank, and that's all it's armed with. <laughs> it's this long, giant artillery cannon that's super tonally accurate and uh, very good at just patang from far <laughs> yeah. away. I, I get the feeling trying, you like, uh, yeah, you like your, <laughs> your distance attacks. Well, I like, I like my distance attacks because I like the mechs to be able to walk up and then, you know, it's a solid plan. You know, you get, you get the distraction, you, you lay down the covering fire so your mechs can get in the position and then you go to town. It looks like the, uh, from GI Joe, it looks, what is that thing called? Long Tom, maybe something like that. It totally looks like a GI Joe vehicle. Yeah, this thing it looks ridiculous. It's basically two tracks and this long, long barrel. <laughs> yep. So nice, very cool. Yeah. What do you got uh, next, Rob? Well, since you uh, I, you almost spoiled it, but I'm going to say the uh, the transport vehicle for Pat Labor, the the actual mm-hmm. thing that the the Pat Labor lays on to get transported. Because thing with those mechs is that they have limited power supply. So they can't just walk to the fight. They got to get transported there. So these uh, transports are at usually in the middle of the battle because they got to like drive up to the enemy and open, <laughs> flip them up, and have the right. mech run off. And there's been a, there was a few times that they they use it to distract or charge in and knock somebody over. And it mm-hmm. was it's it's a huge vehicle. I love it when they show them on the roads because you see other cars like it takes up pretty much two lanes and the cars are trying to get over its way and. Just plowing through things. It's a wide load vehicle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, you have to, it carries all the important stuff for the, for the mech and it recharges the pat libbers when they can't, they have to. And, mm. and it, it's always funny because the one guy who's the, uh, the, the driver is always, he, that's his job is just to drive that truck. So <laughs> yeah. the, the team's funny because there's only one, like, there's two, two pilots and the rest are all just support workers. So it's, right. uh, it's a pretty fun makeup on that show. So that's that was my uh, next one there, the good old transport. 
And it, it kind of hits home that kind of mundanity of, uh, you know, of, of this mecha uh, infused world. And it's just like, yeah, we got to load it in the flatbed and then we got to haul it out. With that. Yeah. And even at the very first thing that, uh, what's her name, Akuma? She has to do is Azumi. actually, Azumi, that's it. She has to actually uh, put her pat liber on the truck and i guess that's like a everybody fails the first time kind of thing because it's it's not easy to to climb backwards onto a vehicle and yeah it's yeah those things are pretty cool it's you like you say it's such a ubiquitous thing to have to have a vehicle to drive your mech around but fun times were had and somebody steals it at one point and they have to go (laughs) she she has to go jump on it and (laughs) climb on top and get her mech back pretty fun times well that that kind of like uh we could go on and, and obviously if you guys have one that you really want to talk about um well i mean the, like this is just kind of a fun topic of of the the kind of sideline vehicles and craft and and characters uh too that a lot of these shows have them um it, though sometimes you might miss them just kind of being in the background uh, but it is kind of fun when when they're elevated and brought to the fore and and shown off in in fun ways. I do have some honorable mentions then if we're just wrapping up because uh, I was saving sure. my best for last here. But uh, okay, <laughs> uh, the uh, on Gundam the uh, is a base jabber the sled that they ride on. Oh yeah, but, it, but yeah. it's actually piloted. It's not they just hold on to the top of it and fly. Those right. things, those things are cool. It's like a, it's like a surfboard, but it's in space and it's huge because it's got to have a Gundam on top. And right. my other, my other one is the uh, cover of uh, the for BattleTech the technical readout thirty twenty six the vehicle one one of the original books I owned and it's the Striker light tank. It's just a cool little tank with a missile launcher on top, but it's it looks like it could be a real vehicle, which a lot of them do in the in BattleTech I find. But uh, I love that thing just because of the book. How about you, Pat? Got any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, and I can't remember what it's called, though. Uh, uh, what's the name of that one girl that took a liking to, uh... <laughs> oh, fuck, what was his name? I'm blanking so hard now. What uh, show? Give us a show, at least. Yeah. The, the original gun. <laughs> oh, uh... You, you're, uh, you're talking about her scooter or whatever? Or her car? No, no, he, <laughs> she was riding around with, uh... His, uh R- Rumble... Rumble Raw? Oh, Hamon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what was that big giant thing they were riding in? I couldn't, I couldn't uh, find the name of that. Uh, oh, it begins with a G. A gallop. Yeah, I like that thing. There's a sport vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and transportation thing. It, it is kind of a neat one with, with like the little, like, basically like hiding uh, trench, if you will, where, where like dudes with jetpacks can duck down and as this thing like drives them closer shielding them and then they just hop out yeah it's another hover vehicle too right i think so i think it's actually a hovercraft hovercrafts only in the future (laughs) yes well most of them there's still i'll always be tracks i guess yeah right well if we're talking hovercraft we have to talk about rumble in the bronx during jackie chan (laughs) <laughs> there's no mechs in that movie isn't there I mean Jackie Chan is practically a machine that's true he's he's like uh, Ultraman he is Ultraman so I can, yes. you know I can't wait for me can't figure out the name of that damn tank 
or whatever the, it is. It's a gallop. It's the gallop. It's called a gallop, I think. G-A-L-L-O-P. Yeah. Right. Uh, we d- uh, yeah, there you go. And I'm and sure there's, there's tons the, more, yeah. The Magellan attack tanks, I think, were the other ones that were near... They, they have, the, like, the floaty top um, part. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, the tall ones? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of those designs were crazy in the original uh, Gundam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like big the, shout out to like the big aircraft that have to haul yeah. those things around. And they're such odd shapes, right? Yeah, like it's, it doesn't make sense in my yeah, head. yeah. <laughs> they're not aerodynamic. They're not. Uh, I don't know why they have those shapes, but there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig that, and then. Uh, I think that's it, because everything else is just kind of the same as before. Yeah, there's always more tanks. There's always more things. We didn't really mention many aerospace or any of that stuff, but... Uh, well, I did have one, but, you know, it was only one. I did, too. <laughs> was it the Corsair? No, it was... Uh, oh, I can't even remember. Oh, I thought you'd like the Corsair, because it looks like a Viper from uh, Battle uh, Battlestar. <laughs> no, this one I like because it had a PPC on it. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> Put a PPC on anything, it's better. It was a, it was a heavy it was a heavy fighter from Aerotech. Yeah, yeah. My my honorable mention in that category would be the uh, the cat's eye uh, in the the Macross franchise. It's basically like a you know a little very t- you know fighter jet a Valkyrie that's got the big radar dish on top. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and in um, Macross Frontier specifically, that unit. Um, also controls uh, a set of ghosts. Uh, so the, the automated, you know, complete AI driven one. They, after the debacle that was Macross plus is like, mm-hmm. you know, in story disaster about AIs going rogue and taking over their fighter craft. They're like, yeah, we want that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, the cat side's uh, cool because it's got the swept wings design, eh? Like that's that's neat. Mm-hmm. The wings are swept forward. Cool little plane. The the YF nineteen, so cool. But anyway, that uh, I think that puts a wrap. But uh, you know, if you if you guys have any uh, other support craft that you like to just kind of give a little shout out to, you know, it's always always nice to kind of see the little guys that are are making the thing work. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we 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 really only hit on like the big shows. There's tons of shows. I was trying to think of some more of the odd shows that might have some stuff, but my mind wasn't working. I I only remember the the big stuff. So we we only hit yeah, on some major things. So true. I was I was really scratching my brain trying to think of of, of things from like Code Geass or Full Metal Panic yeah. or like Front Mission. Yeah. Or my Armor. brain only went to. Only went to games. I didn't even think about going to TV shows. Animes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but yeah, feel free to to share any any ideas that you guys have. You know, there could be some really cool ones, and and especially for those that are are playing games uh, where these craft are are available. If you have fun strategies on how how to make them work, um, you know, it's especially in a lot of combat oriented games. It's not always readily apparent, like the value of a support unit. You know, not everyone is is as well versed in like buff debuff kind of things, or or you know, uh, all those kind of um, 
impacts that, that. Oh yeah. You start getting the ECM, ECCM, all that stuff. It starts to get crazy. Mm-hmm. Or so, even, uh, you- Monster Apocalypse, Pat. Like that's the, the support vehicles of Monster Apocalypse are a major part of the game. So we yeah. never even thought about those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you have strategies that go with the support craft, you know, definitely share those too. Cause it's always fun to see, uh, and, and, and experiment and try things out with those. Nice. Cool. So I think with that, we're going to head to the, uh, Xville. Xville. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> What's Xville out of here? So here we are at the Xville, and sorry about the, the botched intros and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, as you may have heard, it, it's been a while since I actually got to, to, start and host the the show so getting back into the swing of things uh just a, a tad on the rusty side but uh thank you all for for checking out the show and please share and subscribe uh where you'd like to and i'm sure rob do you have like all of our twitter <laughs> yep it's all in the post it's uh it's you can go to well the twitter is m armor radio you can go to facebook you can go to uh, what's that other thing? Discord. I, Discord, yes. I couldn't remember. I, I was gonna say Twitch. I was. <laughs> uh, no, we don't have an Instagram. I don't. I don't. We, have a uh, we do have YouTube. Pat's been stuff put stuff up. We haven't done that in a while. We got to get mm-hmm. back on that kind of stuff. We still got lots of other podcasts to record too that we haven't done. We're be, we're slackers. That's what we, I think we've decided. We're slackers. I, well, I'd say that we're busy. <laughs> <laughs> we're podcast slackers. We're busy. We're busy, but we're still able to get some content out. We yeah. want more. We should got to get more content. I hear you. All right. So with that, I've been Brian. I'm a chopper, and I'm still Rob. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a go. Bye bye. Bye bye. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, MobileArmorRadio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion.